Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Andy, what's up? I'm feeling kind of hip hopish right now. You know what I mean? When I say oh, you say Steve. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. When I say oh, you say Steve. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. It's from Alfred White. Hello, Aries and Andy. I love this podcast. You read my email on EPS 176. Sir, I should have spell checked my shit a little better. <laughs> and I played the pro- and I played the price. Should check this one better. Man. It's like deja vu all over again. Yes. Money ten dollar a lot. My wife Pauletta heard it and laughed her ass off. Then she forwarded it to our daughters and they destroyed me. You guys, are there any jazz lovers in the house? If yes, anyone seen the new Miles Davis documentary on Netflix? Any favorite jazz artists also on Mad TV? Also, who on Mad TV wrote MLK is Martin? It was a brilliant piece of work. And Andy, I've seen you at the Funny Bone with Spears. Turn out to be really funny dude. Sorry for my bad spelling last week. Nigga, we'll accept your apology for this week. Um, dude, let me tell you something. My mother, who got me started in comedy, uh, is a jazz blues singer. Uh, she actually has a song. She actually has an album that's available on iTunes called The Duchess. Uh, and she uh, used to open up for Lionel Hampton, the great jazz legend. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but... She had a photo of her at the White House when she performed with Lionel Hampton for Reagan. Um, and I love jazz, man. Like, I, Here's one of the reasons why I'm so great. Um, <laughs> I, I try to be as, uh, what's that word, a, not a renaissance man? Yeah. I try to be, you know, 
as open to as much as possible, especially musically and anything creatively. And I love me some jazz, man. Jazz is a sexy, underappreciated music. It's sexy. It's 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 like like I always have this this fantasy, this vision, where you know I got my crib in L.A., which is my main crib. I got my my house in Miami on Star Island. I got the yacht, but then I got like my apartment in fucking Seattle, and it's raining. And I got Gemma coming over and I'm cooking spaghetti and there's some red wine and some Miles Davis or some John Coltrane playing. And I'm just, the steam is coming off the, the, the spaghetti pot. The, the, the crib is nice. Like jazz just sets the tone for sexy. You know, it, it is a sexy nigga with jazz. And 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 I remember I remember like uh, I think it was called the Blue Note in New York, but my mother used to perform there. And when I was a kid, certain nights I would go with her. And you have to really have a fine appreciation for jazz. And you you know they would have the the band playing there, and you know the mood was set, the lighting, dudes in there with their women. It's 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 some dope shit, man. I saw the Miles Davis so. How was it? It's good. I think it like a roach. Dude, it's good. And you should do a Miles Davis impression. You just have to let everybody know it's Miles Davis because not everybody knows who it is. Wesley Snipes was supposed to play him in a major movie. That fell through. And I think Don Cheadle ended up playing him in a movie. That makes more sense. Than Wesley? Yeah, I think so. Why? It just looks right. I think they both look right. But okay. I think... Don Cheadle could get more of that bug look that you're talking about. Yes, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, it, it was really good. Um, I like jazz. I'm just not crazy about it. No, I'm not educated enough. Like I like to understand what I'm listening to. Right. And and I, jazz, but there's so many. Jazz has so many variations. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm just not. Inte- I don't think I'm intelligent enough. I, jazz. What I don't like about jazz, the one thing I don't like is that scat shit. You don't like that? I think that's annoying as fuck. The fuck out of here with that, man. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I wish I knew more. I really do. I wish I... I but uh, I listen to jazz usually when uh, Tara's not home. Like, like picture this, man. It's fucking rainy. Fucking, you got the steam coming to spaghetti. You know, you just fucking the lights, the candles, rose petals on the floor. You got that little hand towel over your shoulder, like that they do in the movies. The rain is hitting the window pane. She walks through the door. You hear the heels hit the hard wooden floor. Dude, is Gemma wearing those heels on the wooden floor? Uh, Leave marks, man. That's all right. I have a. My Mexican maid come clean up the floors. See, she takes that trench coat off. You know, the mood is set. Come on, man. This is this is adult grown shit. Doom da doom doom doom. That's fucking awesome. You know? Was that the bird? Who? 
Was that Bird? No, that's Miles Davis. That's Miles Davis, right? There? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is that. Dude, did you? I, Can I play a snippet of me, Mom? Yeah, yeah this is my mother. Did you ever see? Uh, you know who's a big jazz guy? Is, is uh, fuck. Why is my brain do that to me? Because um, if it ain't about Clint money, Eastwood. you lock up. No, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's supposed to be a big jazz guy. That's why really? he did that movie, The Bird. That's why I was thinking Bird. Right. Right. There. I was gonna have this say that. Did you ever see Bird? And he's such a Republican. I wouldn't think he'd like something as nice as liberating as jazz. He's a Republican? Yeah, he's a stark, stark, stenchful Republican. I haven't heard him come out for uh, Trump, have you? Not for Trump, but he's come out. He's a Republican then, not yeah. a Trump Republican. No, not a Trump Republican. Okay. I like a little bit of jazz. I can't do a Clint Eastwood. Dude, I, that movie, though, you guys see the... Uh, that's one the, of my what's favorite. What's it called? Bird. I'll check it out. It's, it's, it's a really... He, I thought he did a nice job. Ladies and gentlemen, the mother of Aerie Spears. It's me mom, Doris Spears, the Duchess. Stop to think of all the joy I have known. I think of you when I start to dream of all the love I've been shown. I think of you, I have held you. Isn't that nice? It is nice. Yeah. That's sweet. So who's your favorite jazz musician then? Miles Davis. It's a tie between Miles Davis and Coach Ray. I remember when I fucked to that song. You you had your mom singing in the background? Yeah, fucking... nigga. Did no, you... I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, man. <laughs> That'd have been rough. <laughs> Aries, why you stop? Wait, this is my favorite part. <laughs> um... Yeah, man, big ups to jazz. I uh, Devon Shepard, who we had on the podcast with Eleanor, wrote the MLK on Mar- on Def Jam skit. Uh, dude, I gotta find that. That was that was a wild one. Uh, when we shot that, we did that in front of a live audience and uh, made some white folks uncomfortable. Uh, but that was one of my favorite skits, man. Dude, we should have him back on the podcast when we're in LA. Who, Devon? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Um. For my boy, Kulsha Korea, Mr. Laying Down, when he speaks, or he's in the tub. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's rose petals in the tub? Yes, thank you. And he's got his, uh, his feet hanging out the sides of the tub. One foot on the left side, other foot on the right. So all you see is suds, a head, and feet. Hey, Aries. Hey, Andy. How are you guys? Yeah. Aries and Andy, if you could both go back to a simpler time, what time in history would that be and why? Patrice spoke about women not being so analytical as opposed to men. He said there isn't that many women chess players. 
Do you both feel that this notion is accurate? Do we need more women chess players in order to make a relationship better? Or do we strictly rely on emotions? I'd like my women to be as dumb as shoots and ladders. Let me be the chess player. You know what I mean? It's easier that way. Uh, my girl's a smart one. Yeah, you got a lawyer, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, You're I, a different motherfucker, man. You you got a lawyer. You like one piece of tail. Um, yeah, man, you, you easy going. You like jazz music. I do. I wish I'd, like I said, I wish I knew more, but I, I like my life to be nice. Yeah. Everybody likes their life to be nice. I just like my life on the rocks a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you like your life just straight poured in a glass with no, you no like rocks. Yourself. I'll have a glass of wine. You want your shit on the rocks. There you go. Okay. Um, if you could go back to a simpler time, what history would that be? Uh, I think I lived in it, the 80s. I think I lived in it. And I've always said, if I could go back a little bit further, yeah, prime, be in my prime in the 70s. But other than that, any further back was trouble. I mean, to get the ultimate squeeze out of the out of that like fucking orange, I'd go to the fifties. I mean, ah, there he is, <laughs> Andrew Steinberg, your boy Rhett Butler here. They, since they've given me a name, I appreciate that. Shit, we used to give the niggas names. We took their identity and we gave them Anglo-Saxon names. The fifties. I could see Andy now coming into a bar with a nice hat on. A, a, what do you call those things? A, 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 not a, what do you call those things? A, 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 a fedora. Oh, yeah. Yes, a fedora and a trench coat when times were simpler. When a man could have a drink with a woman, and when she refused sex upon him, he slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're that far off right there. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I mean, Jews were really getting into the entertainment business and taking it over. It's right. when Jews took care of other Jews too. Right, I, I would have been great. Right. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. So, um, Carrie Lawrence. I believe this is a woman. A new woman. Hey, welcome to the club, baby. Go sit in the. You gonna be cooking section. I could see you though in the seventies though, dude. I really. I'd be a bad motherfucker, dog. I, the right kind of leather, some pork chop sideburns. And when those women's marches were going on, they're burning their bras. You'd be right over there helping them burn Man, those bras. Are you kidding me? I'd throw some of them bitches in the fire with the bra <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, monogamy. Hey, fellas. As I type this, I am listening to the Will and Jada entanglement situation, and it leads to the question. Is monogamy natural? I'm a 38-year-old black. Damn, you don't want to say, okay, I'm a 38-year-old <laughs> black. <laughs> but now, but in my 20s, damn, that sounds like a racist description. Ma'am, can you tell us what the assailant looked like? Oh, my God. He was a 38-year-old black. <laughs> now, but in my 20s, I believed in the fairy tale of having one woman. Oh, this is a dude. Oh, I'm sorry, Kerry. Damn. Loving one woman. Uh, but as I began to get older, my desire for that died. I personally don't believe monogamy is natural. Neither do Africans. You got to have more than one bitch. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't keep, you can't do one woman. 
Because once she don't listen, what are you going to do? When, she, when you beat her for not making your meal and she is in the hospital, who are you going to cook, to cook your food now? <laughs> we have been taught to suppress our natural born instincts, but everything in you desires multiple women. And it's much deeper than men wanting their cake and eating it too. Most men have a switch that can be flipped between making love and just fucking. Most women don't possess that switch because they are emotional. They have sex with their hearts. And you said that. We make love with our hearts, but we fuck with our dicks. I understand females want to be seen as equals, but biology is biology. So there will always be a difference. This is one of the last few cavemen left. Well, there, there is a huge difference. Yeah. But other than the fact that they can create life and we can't. Right. We can seed it. Yes. But we can't. We're we, the shooters. We're not the carriers. No. So biologically, of course, we're different. But I agree with him on everything that he's, he just said, except for this. Mm-hmm. Um, with that idea of more than one woman also comes more problems. Not if you are African. <laughs> if you beat her the right way, there will be no problems. Let me tell you, my last wife said good morning to me as I was fucking the other wife. And she interrupted me and I beat her. No more good morning. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you better put a disclaimer on this. this episode. I'm not going to disclaim nothing. This is not, this is, I'm African. This is what we do. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it makes your life, it, 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 it makes life more difficult. I mean, it's great if you can if you can not be in in an entanglement. If you right. can just be uh, a dude who just gets to fuck, that's fine. But as soon as the entanglement starts, and you have more than one entanglement going on, right? It just makes life hard. I, I, I'm not saying that like I'm not attracted to other women. There's other women I wouldn't want to have a sexual relationship with. Right. But I just don't want the I don't want the problems with the. That's why. That. Look at you know. Again, school of Patrice, an elephant in the room when he said, you know, no more man wants to hurt his woman. You know, that's why we lie about it. That's why we sneak around. We don't want to hurt you. But biologically, you know, we doing what, you know, them caveman instincts tell us to do. Listen, really, ladies, it's y'all's fault. The pussy shouldn't be so good. If the pussy was just all right, we might just stick to one, but it's so Good. I wish y'all knew how good y'all felt. I wish y'all, I wish y'all could fuck yourselves to know <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do this shit. Y'all feel good, man. Blowjobs feel good, yo. Dude, the thrill of knowing you're going to get some pussy is almost sometimes more exciting than getting the pussy. No, I think it is. No, with that that anticipation, her coming over. You know, you got to take a shower, seeing them clothes come off, them panties drop. That shit. Woo. Woo. Everything's, the first time, everything's great. Right. That's why your car depreciates two to $5,000 when you drive it off the lot. It's already been driven. It's- right. But even when we know, all right, I smashed this chick before. I'm going to smash it again. If it's back to back to back, yeah, it loses its allure. But after, you know, a couple weeks, a month, 
it feels new again. Like like Pacino said in Ocean's Thirteen when he was explaining, you know, the thrill when you throw the dice is not when the number comes up, but it's the roll. Not when the final craps and you go, oh, that's the number. It says it's bouncing, yeah. waiting for it to stop. Man, shit, pussy like dice, nigga. <laughs> Words of wisdom by Aries Spears. Pussies like dice. Just, and that's all. It, hey, man, welcome. Welcome to Words of Wisdom by Aries Spears. Hey, man, pussy like dice. This has been Words of Wisdom by Aries Spears. That's it. No explanation, <laughs> no context. It just comes out just like that. Uh, every now and every, every now and then, we should do that. That's like a new segment, like with the other email. Words of wisdom by Aries Spears. Who was the first bitch? <laughs> Words of wisdom. <laughs> who do, who was the first bitch? All right. I like it. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, and if I say something and you laugh, I know. That's the words of wisdom line. That's the word. Okay. All right. So there we go. Uh, this is from, oh, this, we got this one before from this dude. This, this nigga name is a prison number. Uh, from FFB332 Mob Williams. What's up, Aries? I'm the nigga who wrote that ass backwards email last week. So two <laughs> things I was trying to say first. Liam Neeson was the person. Oh, that's who Nelson was. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Nelson. <laughs> Uh, Liam Neeson was the person I was talking about when he was in an interview and said how someone he loved was raped by a black man and how he wanted to kill any black man he saw because that's how he, how mad he was. And I and what I was trying to say was if a white man raped someone I love and I didn't know the person, I would want to kill any white man. So I just didn't understand why niggas was giving him a hard time about that, about that. Second, I thought you sounded surprised about the Donald Sterling situation about him getting caught, but I might have been tripping. So I take that back. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, take that back. And nigga, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. A driver. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you said, uh, you put a lot of peanut butter on that accent. <laughs> and when you also said, uh, I go, uh, so it's a nigga in charge if he's not in charge. It's going to be very hard to be in charge with that accent. <laughs> um, who doesn't have his combat boots because he thinks he's special fucking fastest. I was moving so fast. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts. I was moving too fast and I was getting ready to take off on the plane. So that's why the last email sounded like I was retarded and born and raised in Mississippi. But nigga, I still want my $10 a lot of money. Hey, can you give us the Paul Mooney YouTube video again and the about to cry Mike Tyson be having me fucking rolling. Uh, thank you, uh, FFB332 Mob Williams. Uh, and you're from Boston. Black brother from Boston. And, and took a responsibility for that. For yes, yes he, he absolutely did. did. Um, I always wonder how come Boston black dudes don't have that accent. Why are Boston black dudes immune to Chadja, who's in charge? Driver, corpse. Why you guys don't have that? We're not giving them niggas that accent. It's odd. It's wicked, son. <laughs> I, lo- I love that Boston is like the only place that says wicked. Yeah, that's wicked, kid. Um, he has another one here too. So from him again, 
Yo, first all, first all love and peace, nigga. I can only imagine how many people get their email read by you and be like, how the fuck I didn't go over it? But I'm not saying Jay-Z is not that nigga. Yes, but to put him as the greatest of all time, times, no. Okay, top 20 rappers, yes. Top 20? Nigga, top five. Um, Yes. Uh, and the Beyonce reference, I'm not saying she made him out, nigga. I was, damn, are you mad at me? Black man say this many niggas and not be upset. <laughs> damn. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't understand the protocol. Yeah, thank you. Uh, she made him out. I was uh, made him out, nigga. I was playing Jay Z in the mid '90s, but to the mainstream, and this is more of her audience. Fuck that. What I'm saying. Hey, man, there's a thing called punctuation marks, and if you add commas and periods, he took responsibility in this one, and then fucking well, maybe gave us t- the autobahn. Did this one come before or after that other one? It don't matter. No. Damn, nigga. Punctuation marks are like street lights and stop signs. Try reading it like one of the Transformers, the Autobot thing. Autobots? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, try to see it. Uh, let me go back. Uh, I'm not saying Jay-Z is not that nigga, yes. But to put him as the greatest of all times, no. Okay, top 20 rappers, yes. This it sounds good like that. Yeah, but it's still a mess. <laughs> that sounds better. Maybe he's an Autobot. Oh, God. Well, then transform this motherfucker into something <laughs> legible. Uh, who, do you, who do you put above Jay-Z in your, in, in, in your... I don't... Nas is... And I don't even put Nas above them. They're 1A and 1B. Like they, if it was a fucking race to the ticker tape, a cunt hair finish. Nas is incredible. Where do you put Karras? Karras... Karras is dope. But he feels dated. Well, but you can't. It, it's like looking back into sports. You got to be able to put him in reference and in in place like that. KRS is in my top ten, but not top five. No. Uh, Rakim is from that same era, and I mm, Rakim would be six, but he's damn near top five. Uh, fuck that what I'm saying is that if Nas or even 50 Cent was married to her people would say they the greatest of all times so you really think that Jay Z being considered one of the greatest rappers of all times is because of Beyonce I don't think it has anything to do Nigga, what are you ingesting into your veins um it was a great long time, but I hate how people are trying to play like play Nas like he's not dope. That's all I'm saying. What people are these? Anybody with an ear for rap can't deny Nas. Um. So where's Biggie? Top five. Top five. Um, he's not that dope. All I'm saying is. And my Florida Marlins is some gang shit. That's why I got that as my picture. But you're the best and love and peace, nigga. Now I'm starting to see where all these niggas is coming from. This nigga's in the gang. Hey, I apologize. Um, my, if I said anything, your letters are perfect. 
This beautiful, most beautiful shit I've ever read. Um, lights out. Cell 34, state your number. FFB 332 Mob Williams. $10 a lot of money. Yeah, dog, your, your rap, uh, I don't know. I think some of that Boston shit fucked up your uh, rap knowledge. You've been hanging out in Dorchester and Southie too long. Where do you put Eminem? Here's my top five, and this is no particular order. Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie, Jadakiss, and this is where I struggle. Eminem, but I almost want to give it to Rakim. So, but that's my top five. So. I don't think it's out of line, but... I don't understand how KRS isn't in there. As far as pure lyrical ability, yeah. all, those guys are all better than him to me. Because he feels dated. When I'm listening to him, he feels like the 80s. Well, uh, let me ask you this question, though, since we're doing this. Where do you put Snoop in there? And I have a reason I'm asking. Snoop's in the top 20. You know, the the reason I I think he he's undervalued Snoop. Yep, is because he when when hip hop was going through that stage and it all kind of sounded the same. Mm-hmm. His cadence changed everything. Yeah, he's got one of those unique voices, and and, and I that's like what, Tone Loke had in a unique voice. Yeah, but, but Tone his Loke's lyrical a, skills was. But okay, I get what you're saying about the but but the, the cadence, the way to deliver. Right. I, I think he's underrated in, in that. That's why I, that, I was just asking. Listen, I get what you're saying in terms of the voice and the deliverance. It's unique. When but, everything sounded kind of the same at that time. Well, that well, you know, look, well, wait a minute. 80s, 90s rap, nothing sounded the same. That's why I hate today's rap. Back then, it was about individualism. Well, the, lyrically it was, but the, 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 that beat kind of got... I don't know if I agree with that. No? Nah. I mean, like, look, you D- DMX is a unique voice. Okay. That, uh-huh. That's cool. yeah. And the cadence in the vibe, dog. But lyrically, I don't put him in that top five. I don't think he's better than any of them dudes in the top five. Lyrically. No. But his energy, his voice, his delivery, his cadence, he make you want to do shit illegal. But lyrically, Ice Cube should be in there then, too. No fucking way. His story. No fucking way. There's nothing but story in his. Dude, I am so not an Ice Cube fan, rap wise. And to be honest, movie wise, I I don't think Ice Cube is all that, dude. You you didn't hear the stories in his rhymes? Okay, just because you tell a story don't mean you got me. Yay, yay. Um, what, would, what would Arnold Schwarzenegger's? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did the track with the Ice Cube, and we both did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Farrah, it's my girl Farrah again. Aries, you you are tripping. Uh oh. Um. What hurts about the Nick Cannon situation is that it took Viacom, Viacom Corp 
a half a second to completely sever ties and try to steal his shitty show, Wildin' Out. Now flip to Fox News and other countless scenarios. You have people saying the foulest shit. White supremacy is left-wing myth. Both Carlson Tucker and Rush Limbaugh, goddamn, my stomach is having a rage, uh, have said those exact, sa- exact things while on air, yet can go on to be multimillionaires and receive a Medal of Freedom, i.e. Rush Limbaugh, at the last State of the Union address, he got that honor while seated next to one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen. Another example, but different realm. The Meg the, Meg the Stallion situation. Now, I can't stand her music, but I don't enjoy most of the music produced today. But I did follow this story about her getting shot in both of her feet, mainly due to the reactions. Those jokes started immediately, and I get it. We as a people tend to deal with... Serious matters in a lighthearted way, but can you imagine if it was Taylor Swift that got her paws shot up? Kanye West barked at Swift at an award show, and they were ready to put that bitch in PTSD therapy. In a way, it all ties together. Say something wrong about the LGBT people or the Jewish community, and you get sent to Guantanamo Bay, but yet say some disrespectful, horrible shit about black people, especially black women, and you get a lifetime achievement prize. It's maddening, and yes, we have a lot in common, blacks and Jews, but they, but where are they and the gay folks when some nasty shit happens to black people? Mm-hmm. Now, Aries, I want to walk through your logic of infidelity. Before we jump to that, um, let me just say this, and it ain't going to be long. Baby, that, welcome to America. Of course it's a double standard. It's always been a double standard. It probably will always be a double standard. That's not news. It's Tuesday. Should I finish? Go, or you want to say something? I think, uh, honestly, yeah, it's the double standard. There's nothing else I can say. This. Yeah. Do I think it's getting better because there's going to be more influence in the black community, like the Jewish community, when you put that together? The Jewish community has uh, a group that watches out for that and then has power to make uh changes the black community hasn't stood together as a whole and then recently we see it really coming together uh there's a lot of reasons why it hasn't come together a lot of it having to do with uh america in general but i i see it changing right now i see the the, the, the there's a power shift that's going to happen right and that key word in that is power until we get the power welcome to the party um now, Aries, I want to walk you through your logic of infidelity because, per usual, it's a mind fuck. Uh-oh. Giving away the pussy is the ultimate betrayal. Another man's dick imprint all up in the muscles folds his unforgivable. Agreed. Cheating is the ultimate level of disrespect and a surefire way of losing any sense of normalcy and trust within the relationship. However, and she puts in caps, you should be able to go cream cheese on a bunch of bitches, and I'm supposed to be cool with running into said bitches on the street, knowing that we've both been Philadelphia spread by you. Well, there's no guarantee, Farrah, that that will happen. Um, so you, that's an assumption. Got to deal with the reality of you transferring stray bitch DNA into me whenever we have sex and the risk of bringing home some disease that could range from antibiotic-level to bitch it's time to make a will and get a pill organizer case. That also can be controlled with a condom. So, so far, you're 0 for 2 on why we can't cheat. Uh, my nigga, what? 
Make it make sense. Yes. It's the same level of hurt and betrayal. I don't care how much you want to play it off like, oh, I don't even care about her. Fuck that. You were able to get your dick hard enough to pull this bitch. This means something. I can also get my dick hard if I take my two fingers and gently go in a circle motion on the top of the head. Uh, but trust me, that don't mean shit. Um, sex means something. If you're that damn horny, get a fucking fleshlight and some KY. What is fleshlight? Fleshlight looks like a like a flashlight. Only it's like a pussy inside of it. Yeah, Sarah, Farrah, if, 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 if you don't know nothing about me, sweetheart, from hearing this goddamn podcast, uh, I stopped doing loser shit at the age of 16. So uh, it's either the real deal for me or Nathan. Uh, lastly, homie doing those terrible Soprano review emails, please stop and stick to power because you are not seeing the nuance and complexity of Tony Soprano. My favorite Tony intimidation moment was the episode when the New York guy fucks with Meadow when she's out on a date. Yeah, and he puts that nigga's mouth on the thing and stomps his teeth out like an American History X. Yeah. Um, uh, she goes home and tells Carm, and Tony walks in. They end up telling him, and you can tell he's triggered, but he maintains a slight level of calmness to reassure Med that he won't go buck wild. He smiles and kisses both Carmelo and Meadow, then cut to him, American History X, curb-stomping New York homeboy at an Italian restaurant. Seeing his silent rage build up is way more terrifying and intense than seeing some hothead yell and scream and shoot immediately. You don't understand the brilliance of that show, that character, sir, and it shows. Farah. Yeah, uh, I think his name was Rene Rodriguez. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Renee, yeah, you being outvoted on every level when it comes to this. And yeah, it's all subjective. So at the end of the day, what does it really matter? But uh, it matters, nigga. Well, but what did you think about? She says it's just as offensive for you to cheat. As for That's you what she's cheat. supposed to say. I don't agree. I don't agree. Listen, we live in a world. Let me go back in her email when she was like, you know, Taylor Swift and had been a black person and. This is the world we live in. Hypocrisy is part of it. Unfairness is part of it. So, you know, what are you going to do? That's not the way you're supposed to live, though. You ain't supposed to do a lot of shit. We ain't supposed to be eating fried mozzarella sticks at three in the morning. But it's what's available when the show's over. It's a lot of shit you ain't supposed to do. You know, but you don't think you don't think your life it would be life is easier when you don't have women problems. But I understand women problems are something you can't evade. It's just certain days are better than others. Yeah, but you could compound your women problems, or you could not. <laughs> I'm saying it's the only time you're an optimist, dude. I'm just saying, like, dude. <sighs> I don't believe there's a such thing as the perfect person. And because of that, there are times when I go, I can't imagine. When I'm out in public and I see couples and certain times how women treat their men and talk to their men, and you just go, and this nigga lives with this battle axe. And 
to the day he dies, this is it. She get in a fight. She piss you off. She turn you off. She tries to block you from pussy. Is it? The goal is not to get that one. No, but you can't do that. That's who you end up with. That's what it turns into. It's a relationship. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. Those, those, those couples that are like 102 years old that have been together since high school. Like, remember in the movie when Harry met Sally, they would cut to those couples? Yeah, yeah. And they were, we've been together 40 years. I know it exists. But, nigga, the ratio. The fucking ratio. What are your chances of getting that? Okay, so then let's, let's play that game again. But let's do it this way. You can be in a relationship with one woman. You can't fuck anybody else, but you get along with her perfectly. She compliments you perfectly. You enjoy the same things. Life is good together. Or you have to have a miserable relationship, but you can fuck around. bear being miserable <laughs> life is full of disappointments nigga we're miserable more than we're happy so why not be miserable and happy <laughs> no this is this is you this is not ever going to change this is who you are I like it I, I, I like it because you embrace it Farrah it's y'all's fault why does that box have to be so splendid? Well, it's also their fault because who do men cheat with? What do you mean, who do they cheat with? Women. And women know if you're in a relationship. Fair, I really wish you understood how, how magnificent <laughs> y'all are, man. Like, I'm, I'm telling you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. It, 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 I, I, listen. <laughs> Nothing in this world that feels good feels better than that. As much as I, I swear to God, I, I had a slice of pizza the other day at Mulberry's. I got my truck washed. Mulberry's Pizza in, in, in Encino in California is fucking scrumptious. No matter how good that feels, it don't feel better than that other pie. I like me a nice Slice of chocolate cake with an ice cold glass of milk. And when I'm in the mood for that, man, it, I feel good. It don't feel better than that other cake. That shit y'all got, man, is spectacular, man. It's spectacular. Really. <laughs> really, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. All right, Trevor Bass. Uh... Hey, Aries, this is Trevor, but I usually go by T. I'm a longtime fan of your comedy, but new to the podcast. You made me laugh as a child on Saturday nights when I would watch Mad TV and get my first introduction to sketch comedy and grow that love of the craft. You are doing great. Keep up the great work. I was listening to an episode where you talked about Dr. Dre and his wife getting divorced and how she was about to get half his shit. That shit is heinous, ridiculous, and monstrous to think that you are entitled to half of what his creativity and hard work afforded him. 
You guys made great points that I agree with, but it was one thing you guys never mentioned or expounded upon. If the court systems were set up where no woman gets no financial benefit in a divorce settlement, does she still go through with the divorce? I'm only 24 years old, but marriage is something that has scared me since I was in middle school and seeing two and a half men for the first time, seeing Alan belittled, humiliated, and treated like a bitch by his ex-wife and warden, Judith. Characters in a television show, yes, but the fiction is many men's reality today. I just was saying that. I grew up to despise Judith because it was a role the actress played so well. I have a really great job I enjoy. I make a lot of money, and I hope to share the life I'm creating with someone one day. But I'll be, in all caps, but I'll be damned if that bitch thinks she get in half. If shit doesn't work out, I believe in prenups all the way. I wish, I wish did what he needed. Damn, dog, you was almost there. Yeah. You was, and I got a couple more sentences. You almost made it out the burning building. That's $5. That $5, a lot of money. God damn. Um, I wish he did what he needed to to protect himself so long ago. This is an expensive-ass lesson he could have avoided. I have more to say about a lot of more topics, but I'll save them for the other emails and episodes. P.S. That nigga talking shit about the Soprano. Renee, <laughs> these niggas is on your ass. I suggest you rewatch this motherfucker because I'm telling this many people can't be wrong. This that nigga talking shit about the Sopranos is a bitch ass motherfucker who drinks hot sauce and motor oil for fun <laughs> when he wants to have a good day. How could you be so blatantly blind to the plot and phenomenal writing in that show? I can't respect his opinion. Stay honest. Be funny. Update from what I know or read. Dre does have a prenup. And she's saying, this is her story. He made her sign it out of fear. Like, he what? You, you, and usually, before you get married, y'all are at the apex of your blissful love. We're talking marriage, commitment, foreverness. So he intimidated you at the height of y'all's love? He forced you to sign it? Should have married him then. And let's just go with that. He forced her to sign it, which how could you have proof of that other than what you're saying? And I've heard this. I don't know how true it is, but I've heard you. If you try hard enough, you can fight a prenup. Yeah, you can break a prenup. There's what the fuck is that? What is the whole point? No, the one that I really I saw you posted on uh, was uh, Tracy. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, this bitch wants half of his $90 million Walmart accident settlement to which she has sustained no injuries. She wasn't even there involved. And she wants possession of the $14 million mansion in Jersey. Sole possession. (sighs) Now that one. Now... You could make the argument that someone's there from the beginning, from your career, to help you make that money, been there, unless she was driving that Walmart truck. I'm telling you, man. When when you go into court for your divorce, they should play the Sopranos theme music as you walk through the door. Because <laughs> it's really some mafia shit. 
It's really some mafia shit. I hope it works out for Dre. Uh, you know, prenup. You know, he had. To, they say he had a prenup, so uh, I hope it work out for him. Cause, uh, but again, the thing is, even if it don't, it's still a rich motherfucker. Five hundred million. Yeah, but she could be rich at a hundred million. And you know what? And here's what's crazy. This this is why I know. At the end of the day, when a divorce comes, it's about being vindictive and it's about greed and anger and bitterness. Let's say she got, and this is where I'm going to need your, your Jewish skills to kick in. Um, even if she got 5 to 10% of, you know, his 90, what does she get? 10% of the 90? Yeah. It's um, $90 million, right? No, he's, how much does he have? I don't know how much he has, but I'm just going with the Walmart money. The settlement oh, was for okay. $90 million. 10% of that. Nine, um, $9 million. $9 million. And 5% of that? $4.5 million. $4.5 million. Why do you have to have possession of the home that he built? That's Saturday Night Live, 30 Rock money. To raise, movie money. Do, do they have kids? Well, here's my point. Let's say he, she got 5 to 10%. You can't go and buy your own crib that's pretty nice for them kids? A $9 million crib? But it's the home that they grew up in, so she'd want to keep the home. Oh, that's horse shit. That's what they tell you to make that sound better. That's horse shit. Them kids will enjoy a room and a $9 million home just as much as the, as the, the what is it, the $5 million difference? Yeah, well... But that, but that's the point. That that's what the point is. That's why they they're supposed to get the house. If they get the kids, they get the house. So the the kids' life doesn't. This change. is why men should be allowed to cheat. <laughs> because when it's all said and done, you win. Our hands are forced. The least we could do is get some pussy. Words of wisdom by Aries Spears. The least we could do is get some pussy. That was words of wisdom by Aries Spears. Come on, man. Let's but just you know, be fair. But there's that's in prenups, though. They have those prenups where there's reasons for divorce. <laughs> Jesus. No, like if he it cheats, takes all the fun out of love, doesn't it? See, marriage isn't about love. Clearly, no, no, it's not. It's, it's a business arrangement. The way the way it is in the courts. I'm not talking about going to your church and. Making a, a vow between you yeah. and God. I'm talking about the, it's it's a business. You're setting up a corporation. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's all it is, though. That's it, crazy. Um, this is from Deidre Ann Johnson. Um, catching up on all your old podcasts. Episode 61, where the guys were discussing the Don Lemon comment. Oh, my God. Andy, I think you are a good guy and you want to see the best in the world, but you are being very Pollyannish about America. Well, move over, pan, pan, pandemic. Not pandemic. pandemic. Oh, pan. Uh, uh, pedantic. Pedantic. Move over, pedantic. We have a new one for you, Andy. Pollyannish. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Do you know what Pollyannish means? It's overly optimistic, is basically. Well, I call the motherfucker Cap. If we were the Avengers, Andy would be Cap. But it, uh, that one means overly optimistic in like an unrealistic way. Like if there's oh. one thing to be like, I can buy a lottery ticket, and I'm gonna win. Like I might win, or I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket, and we're all gonna win. 
You're more all going to win? Yeah, that's what she thinks. I don't oh. think so. I think if you listen to the podcast more, you know. But mm. Take a look at all the high school shootings that have occurred in America. White men are the most dangerous people in America. Ask the First Nation people. Ask the Mexicans. And do we even have to talk about the African Americans? Unless there is a Truth and Reconciliation Commission on race like in South Africa, which must be initiated from the government, there will never be a truly united states of America. I honestly think there needs to be a separation. I don't know what that would look like, but I think it needs to be considered. Best to you both, Deirdre. By the way, I found out about your podcast when I listened to the Karen Hunter show. Oh, thank you, baby. I love Karen Hunter. Thank you, Deirdre. So, uh, Pollyanna, what, what you think? I, I have said in most recent podcasts, and I don't know if there's a, there's a solution anymore, like a real solution other than to unwind the whole thing. And that's basically what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's just too much to talk about on, on an email podcast. It's, it just has to, there's so much that has to be on. You feel like you've been there, doesn't it? Kind of, but not only that, it's just that it's so much uh, when she says about, when, when just the term white man. What is it? Then let's define what the white man is. Because who is the white man? Because... That that's a, that's another part. That's a, that's a huge part of what's happening when we talk about America. What America are we talking about? Are we talking about the thirteen colonies? Are we talking about uh, when you add when you look at the Louisiana Purchase and the fact that that was the French that had its whole part in in American history? And when we go back to the four hundred years when America is only two hundred and something years old, and we want to go back almost five hundred years actually at now. Mm-hmm. We got to look at everybody that was in, involved in the way that you're looking. That if you really want to unwind this thing, so I think that uh, it would be disingenuous of me to try to address this in, in this short period of time. I do. I, I'm I'm going to say that unless it's unwound, and unless we get to some more roots of the problems, we're not going to change anything. We're gonna we're gonna go back to um, our regular day. And we're going to pretend um, white people are going to pretend they're doing their part. And we're going to have another election where we're going to have a 70 something year old white dude in charge of everything. And nothing's really going to change. So, um, yeah, I'm disappointed, too. Uh, I, the separation part that she talks about might look into what Farrakhan talks about because that's in there. Um, yeah, I'm not as happy as you think. I'm just uh, going to do it on a podcast, and you got to listen to all of them if you're going to get me. Here, here. <clears throat> um, 80s Kid Chris. Dude from Bill and Ted was in The Lost Boys. He was a part of the Vampire Dirt Bike Gang. God, that movie is a classic. I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, I remember yeah. that. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. now I remember that. Uh, but after Bill and Ted, I'd never seen his ass again. Not even in a commercial. Actors whose careers never took off that are in classic films, never mind doing a remake 20 years later. And the actors who are in a classic films and careers skyrocket never want to be a part of a union or a remake. Yeah, that's how Hollywood works sometimes, man. But they're doing Bill and Ted again. Yeah, and I think, again, I mentioned this. This is a testament to Keanu Reeves and his coolness as a human being. You know, I just think he seems like one of them dudes who just doesn't take life seriously. Not in that way. Like, you know, he takes it seriously, but have you ever heard his backstory? Yeah. Yeah, he, he 
he grew up rough. Yeah. He faced some hard shit. So he just he flows, man. He just he don't he don't, you know, kumbaya, nigga, whatever. Be water, my friend. Be water. Be water. Water can contain or can go in any container. Be the bottle. Be the vase. Was it vase? It got you. I don't. Yeah, it was vase. That, that was, it came off really yeah, Oriental, right? Yeah. Be the vase. That's actually racist, by the way. What? Oriental. Why? Because Oriental is a uh, is an object. Be the Chinaman. <laughs> That's better. Be the Japanese. Okay. <clears throat> um. Damn, we're down to the to the final final joints here. Um. This one I got from this African nigga. His name's Osei. This shit is long. You, you think they could do a Buckaroo Banzai reboot? Do you think all, any of those guys would join up and do it again? Who? Buckaroo, those guys? Buckaroo Banzai guys. Hell no. No, just Ellen Barkin. You know what? Most of those guys would show up. Ellen Barkin. Why? And, because they're not working? Yeah. Ellen Peter Barkin. Weller would definitely do it. Ellen Barkin wouldn't show up and, uh, and Jeff Gold. Jeff Goldblum's crazy enough. He might show up. He might. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to commit to the whole movie, but I, uh, I'll do a, a cameo. <laughs> God, I wish I could do that motherfucker. <laughs> um, I wish I could. You think Michael Rucker, no, was it Michael Rucker? Oh, no. Uh, was he in it? And, no, right? No. Was I'm he? thinking of Clancy Brown. He might show up. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd will show up. Well, Christopher Lloyd makes all his money in. Is a producer in the bucket We're going back to the future. We're going back to do a movie now that will be in the future. <laughs> okay, Doc Brown. There you go. Um, Junior Arku. Sounds like Arku is like some Hawaiian or the rock type shit. Anyway. Unfortunately, Racism is just a symptom. Yo, Aries, big fan of the podcast. Lately, I've been watching MTV clips on YouTube, and it's a shame you haven't gotten more high-profile gigs. You know why? Because I do things like be the vase, be the bottle. Um, <laughs> you were the second longest serving cast member on a criminally underrated show that was light years ahead of SNL, in my opinion. Anyway, thought you were funny. I didn't know you had the acting chops till I started watching Man TV. Anyway, I'm writing to address this never-ending debate between you and Andy. Is it economic or a race issue? I believe racism is just a symptom of capitalism gone amok. Americans didn't necessarily enslave black people because they thought they were better than them. They did so because it was a cheap source of labor, as the economy in the South primarily depended on field laborers. Same thing in South America and their sugar plantations. Racism was a byproduct because white people had to convince themselves that they were what they were doing wasn't morally reprehensible, and they did so by claiming blacks were not human. The main reason the North abolished slavery was to cripple the South economically. They didn't give a shit about right versus wrong. Yep, I always said this. I don't know why I'm like, stop praising Lincoln like he liked niggas. To all these white people that go, man, the fucking Democrats on the plantation got the black people like the fucking right is fucking flawless. Stop it. Great Britain abolished slavery much earlier because of the 
onset of the Industrial Revolution that transformed the economy, thereby making slave labor obsolete. Slavery was motivated by greed more than hatred. Uh, mass incarceration of black people is just a source of cheap labor in prisons. The main reason individuals are racist is that the elite has created division among classes and races. This division blinds us from the root of the problem. Instead, we just focus on the symptoms. The media played a big role in parroting that narrative as well. Fast forward to now. Yes, you are 100% right. Right. Blacks in the U.S. face racism all the time. However, if you really want to fix the problem without starting a violent revolution, you got to convince the elite that raising poor people, both black people and people from the other races out of poverty benefits everyone, including the elite. In short, to fix racism, you got to fix capitalism. Unfortunately, you can't make privileged white people sympathetic to black issues. However, you can convince low to middle class white Americans that they are part of a system that treats them like shit in parentheses, which is true. And we know that when white people talk, everyone listens an economic revolution that actually elevates the poor out of a poverty positively impacts blacks because on average we are disproportionately poorer than everyone else. What I am recommending isn't new. Martin Luther King had simple, similar aspirations for America. This is what will happen when blacks have the same access to health care, education, and economic opportunities as everyone else. There is less violence in black neighborhoods as young men are not forced to sell illegal drugs. Graduation rates among blacks increase, thereby increasing the number of blacks in powerful positions. The sisters will be able to afford birth control and will not be financially motivated to have kids out of wedlock. Eventually, we will have more blacks with political sway and therefore be able to influence policies that favor blacks and other marginalized groups. I'm, groups. I mean, that's what the LGBT community did. They quietly infiltrated the ranks in government, and all of a sudden they hold a disproportionate amount of political power we can learn from them. In the meantime, police reform should be our number one priority. Stay safe. Peace. Junior. P.S. I keep switching between you and me because I am a Guyan, Guyan, how you say that? I don't know. He's Guyan. Yeah, Guyan Caucasian. Guyan Canadian, living in Canada. So this issue doesn't affect me to the same degree. I guess I am not immune to the identity politics. LOL. Um, what nigga name? Junior. I think first of all, nigga, bravo because the citizen ship class that you're taking to gain access into America is paid off. Uh, this is the smoothest letter I have ever read. Yeah. Not one fucking flaw. Yeah, and everything he said is on point. If you were a condom, you would be lambskin. Kuru, Akuru, Arku. That was smooth, dog. Not one... All the punctuation with you got it, brother. But everybody has spoke. Uh, Martin Luther King did speak on capitalism. Um, Ali spoke on capitalism, right? Uh, and in not having there, there's there's a but but the other what's the other alternative? What are the other systems? Now, uh, speaking with a friend of mine not too long ago, we were talking about um, you know. 
when he says symptoms, it, it's more than a symptom because this is an indoctr- it's an indoctrination to have these racial issues. This is what we have, ha- have done to ourselves. But when you talk about, uh, uh, let's, say, uh, let's say communism, okay, so now it's the government that's holding you back. So now we have a, a land of poor people, but they're not mad at each other and they're not killing each other because it isn't we in this with capitalism. You look at like the person next door to you is holding you back. They're doing better than you. They're succeeding. I'm not succeeding right. in that the government's holding you back. So your next door neighbor isn't the problem. Right. But there's still a problem. Mm-hmm. The, the answers is about uh, we should look at our countries. And I love when he said that about, you know, it's beneficial uh, to bring up the people that are in poverty. And this is, we have cycled through this before in this country. This isn't the first time we've, we've been in, in, in this area. Um, you tell the most about your country by the way the poorest people in the country are, are live. It's, it's how we should judge it. We shouldn't judge it by, we tend to look at who's the wealthiest. There's a mag, who's the wealthiest? And you want to know who the wealthiest. But if you want a, a great country, it's, who there shouldn't be any poor like the, there there should be a level that is an acceptable life for the people on the bottom and right. we're not doing that and we have more than enough money right and that's where the bigger problem comes in uh and then this is what in the way that you uh capitalize on that the way you keep people poor is you do divide them you you if you can if you can make everybody uh, if you can make it racial, then you have them fighting with each other instead of fighting against the elites who are keeping all the money and keeping everyone else in a lower bracket. And the blacks, for, for blacks, it's a tougher system because when you have uh, wealthy people who are in power redlining uh, your uh, state so that you can't get the right vote, um, it's a lot different than if you are gay and uh, you can you can go undercover to get into these positions, and then you can make changes for your community. You can't do that uh, when it's when it's based on your your color, your who you are as a black or brown person. That that mm. that's there's there's no sneak attack. Mm. So, I, I get what you're saying. I, I really appreciate it. It's it's a well thought out letter, uh, and I agree with almost. I agree with that letter probably more than I've ever agreed with anybody that's ever wrote in here. Uh, it's just how do we make the change? That was a pristine letter, nigga. I, I really, I almost want to put that in a glass case. That was well written. That was, and Guyan is like black a little bit, and so he's Canadian, and that's really white. So you, it showed, bro. Like you, you wrote that like that was your way, your ticket into America as a citizen. Why don't you just send his email? To all the ten dollar a lot of money emails. Exactly. Read this. Get back to me. I'm gonna send it to everybody except FFB Rod Williams the third. Just look at how look at look at sending structure punctuation, and uh, get back to me on another email. And send, you just send that email out like that. Last one. This is the last one. In uh, this group. In this group. Um, this is Ose. It's African. Ose. My, Ose. My name is Ose. Okay, first of all, you are someone from my childhood night, my childhood nineties kid. Uh, God, so now it's coming out of my mouth and not so much out of my ass. I, I'm, I actually appreciate it. Okay, my room appreciates it. Thank you. Oh, you got it. 
I used to watch SNL on Comedy Central, but when they started playing Mad TV, I was hooked. Deborah Wilson and you were my favorite pairing, especially when y'all spoof Whitney Houston and Bobby ba- Bobby Brown, respectively. Uh, the Christmas skit is still my most favorite skit of all time. I heard all the podcasts so far. Heard about it from Comedy Hype, the account you told about one cast member and Deborah Wilson. I believe it, and it hurt because I like her stuff. She's great in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She is. But I now got to put her under review. Okay, let's get down to business. I started to, I have a feeling I could tell already, and I'm looking at it. This letter is going to match the guy in nigga. Really? I'm starting to see foreign niggas take the time to get their education together because they want to be in America. All the fucked up letters we get are niggas that are Americans, which shows our broken school system. These niggas care. I'm African. When I wrote this, I had nothing. At first, I wrote everything on my hands and arms, legs and feet with a charcoal marker until I got a pen and paper. I did not wash for 30 days as I wrote all over my body until I got the right utensils. God bless America. Ose. No, it wasn't necessarily funny, but... <laughs> I was just waiting for Okay, let's get down to business. I started, watch, I started to watch The Sopranos because you bigged it up, and I'm still currently watching it. The problem I got about... Oh, no, Ose. The problem I got about The Sopranos is the racist shit that those Italians are saying about us black people. But it's weird to me why I'm bothered because I love mob films, especially the ones by Martin Scorsese. Mean Streets, Goodfellas, puts a parenthesis, favorite, Casino, etc. The fuck you complaining for then? Fucking, I'm, you, you fucking movies, you are what you are. You fucking complaining here and we're fucking giving you what you like. Fuck out of here. Um, and they are, and, and they... Why and they wait a minute, what? Oh, and they all got oh, and they all got racist shit in them, especially since a lot of them were made in the seventies and nineties. I don't know why Sopranos jars me in that way, because it's the only one so far. I know that Tony's daughter gets involved with a black guy later on in the series. That was actually in the beginning of the series. I'm gonna see what happens there. But my question is, how did you deal with that as a black man? And that Italians have a reputation for ultra nationalism, fascism, 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 fascism was born in Italy and known for their general dislike of us and most people, at least the older Italians. I'm still going to watch The Sopranos because it's interesting. Also, you and Andy should do an episode about your favorite directors and your movies of theirs. If you both like Scorsese, you can start there. My favorite film of his is Raging Bull. I did not care for that. I think it was the black and white thing that I didn't like. It's a lot of story. What? Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah, you got to, there's a lot of under. Right. Um, So let's set the record straight about some stuff that Nick Cannon said. Okay, and just so you know, dog, and I'm going to keep this brief because we're on a time crunch now. Listen, I've said this a gazillion times, and, and we see it in the proof on television and history books over and over and over on the news and the newspapers. Black people are the most hated but loved but hated race on the fucking planet. 
everybody hates us, but everybody wants to be us. Everybody want to be a nigga. Don't nobody want to be a nigga. Everybody want to be a nigga. Italians, and, and that's always been the thing. Why We are the same people damn near. Leather jackets, big noses, gold chains, and Cadillacs. We both talking in bonics. But it is just the norm for everybody to hate us. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. You want something interesting on that, though? Yeah. Uh, Italy was one of the first places who abolished slavery in the first place. There was a lot of blacks in Italy. In Italians, especially Southern Italians, there's more black blood in the white community than any other. There's more black, black blood. blood. Yes. In, in, so I think in this country, America, with its racist, with the racist background that it does have, the Italians are insecure about, especially those generations of Italians. Right. And racism is something you learn. It's something that you put in. Right. But I think it has to do with questioning their own background. Hey, man, I know a lot of motherfuckers, you know, of the Caucasian persuasion don't want to hear this. And they don't want to believe this. We are the original people. We were the original. When you go to the museum and you go, where that first bitch? She's black. It's the Eve gene. Her name is Quarantine. <laughs> the Eve gene has the, the, the uh, black females they found to have every, they have all the DNA from everyone that's ever been on this planet. The big mama of all mamas to everybody's mama. We are all a black woman's child. We are the originators, we are the starters, we are the trendsetters, we are the big dick dancers, we are the most athletic, and not just that, we've done genius shit in terms of technology, fucking science, what we've added to life. Black people, we some bad motherfuckers. The white-skinned, blue-eyed, white person is just... just it's the recessive gene in every capacity. Blue eyes, blonde hair, white skin. It's the recessive gene. I know y'all white folks, but you know who your mama and daddy is. Quarantine is your mama. <laughs> and Leroy Furious is your daddy. Right. Science is amazing. People should just <clears throat> learn some more. Bertier, all right. Look in the crowd. You ain't got no mama and no daddy no more. When I ask you who's your daddy, you tell me who's your daddy. All right, fix that tie, son. Get on the bus. All right. Second, let's set the record straight about some stuff about Nick Cannon. He should have looked up stuff before he ran and said anything. Jewish people can be any color. It's a religion, not a race. There are Jews in China called the Kefang Jews. They believe that this is one of the lost tribes of, of the Jews. Yeah, right there. Uh-huh. Uh. Damn, we got Andy nice. He chewing his nuts different. Um, in India, there are the Cochin Jews. And in South Africa, there are the Lemba. Andy is probably, I could be wrong, sorry Andy if I am, Ashkenazi. 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 Yeah. Damn, oh, shit, this is a history lesson for your ass. Which are the white European Jews. Judaism is a religion. Yes, there are a group of people known as Israelites in the past, and they don't exist anymore, only in the street corners of New York. Yeah, don't tell those guys. That they're not- yeah, only the descendants. Uh, the people closest to the ancient Israelites are the Mizari, Mizrahi, right? Mizrahi? I, I, Mi- I, 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 don't, I don't do this well. I don't speak English well. 
Mizrahi, yeah. Mizrahi Jews, naturally from the Middle East. Nick Cannon is going off on that Asiatic black man crap that was started by noble Drew Ali from the Moorish Science Temple back in the 1920s, and the Nation of Islam expanded from there. The idea is that black people came from the Western Asia, Middle East, and moved into Africa from there. Now, that makes sense if you believe in the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. But science says everyone comes out of Africa, and the DNA backs that up with the fossil record. What the Asiatic black man, or the we, the original Semites, is part of a racial white ideology called the Hamitic, Hamitic, Hamitic theory, which states that all civilizations in Africa are due to migrating people from the Middle East and not the native black people. And African Americans took this idea and said that black people are from the Middle East. Neither are true. The truth is we as the African diaspora descended from enslaved peoples, including African Americans, Afro Caribbean, black Latinx, and are from the West and Central Africa. Our history states from hunter-gatherers to farmers and herders and goats and cattle to to structured villages to towns and places like Mali, Marantania, Nigeria, and Ghana to cities like Timbuktu, Kano, and Benin. Oh, boy. The empire, the Oyo empire, so on and so forth, Our ancestors built and dwelt in these empires and kingdoms. Just a portion of those people were sent off and became us. But we need to attach ourselves to the Middle East to be anything. Boy, this is why I failed in school, Jack. I got the fuck about it. (laughs) I got my GED, nigga, and started telling jokes because this shit here, this shit making my head heavy. It's the lack of knowledge in our community about our own history, but of two reasons. One, white people teach us that we were only slaves and our history starts there. Two, the resources to that was from us and we had to be a part of their history by saying we were everybody cultural in the history of the Western world. So we became Egyptians. Egyptians are African, but they are not black people genetically. They are closer to, to people called Berbers that are native to North Africa. We are from the southern part and south of the Sahara Desert. We cousins, but not descendants. Moors, Berbers, mostly enslaved black men were part of the military, but the Arab enslavement of black people is another email. Mesopotamians, Jews, Arabs, and other Semites, Semite really, Ethiopians, again, cousins, but not us. Even some niggas say Greek and Romans were black. I don't know if it comes from a place of hurt, or that we hate ourselves to deny our actual history. Hell, we dealing with black people saying we are not African, but instead are Native Americans, and that the Asiatic Native Americans aren't the real Native Americans on the East Coast. To them, only the West Coast and the Plains Native Americans, Comanche, Comanche, and such, are Asiatic, and they don't take DNA tests because they don't trust it. And they say, look at records in your family. Basically, somebody said my great, great, great grandmama was Cherokee and it's always Cherokee and Blackfoot. But they don't know if your family was owned by a Native American tribe like the Seminole Cherokee, who had the most and three other tribe. You were counted as part of the tribe. And when the U.S. forced the tribes to free their slaves 20 years, excuse me, after the Civil War, 
They were to be registered members of the tribe. Don Cheadle's family was enslaved by Native Americans, and he had no Native American DNA, so jungle fever wasn't common among them. And Andy is right when he was talking about Hispanics. The Spanish are white people. Spain is in Europe, and Spanish and Portuguese DNA is close to French and Italian people. Why y'all New York niggas let Hispanics say the N-word to disrespect us? I wasn't surprised when Hispanics jumped on you, Aries, about your joke. They are really disrespectful towards black people in their own countries. In their own countries. It's still Jim Crow for some of our brothers and sisters down in Latin America. Their defense is that they got black people in their family or their grandmama is black, but that grandmama did everything in her power to erase her blackness because of what Latin America puts on black people and how negatively they treat them. They do the same to the Native American populations down there too. I'm sorry this was long. Love the show. If y'all want to know more about this crazy stuff like Hebrew Israelite stuff and the Asiatic black man stuff, I'll write another email explaining what they believe. My parents were Hebrew Israelites and they're crazy. It's like black mythology. Bro, I want to thank you, seriously, uh, because that was an education and a half for my ass. Um, And this is, again, why I've said I'd be nervous to have debates with Candace Owens. Everything you said, I kind of knew, not in such detail, but everything you said, I've always felt. And I just go, I, I don't have what you have the ability to articulate that, the knowledge of that. And when you put that all down on paper like that, you destroy the Candace Owens of the world and any debate where this is being talked about in terms of race and identity. And I just, like I said, nigga, my education is a a GED. I got my GED and I jumped into comedy. But uh, thank you. I feel prouder. That wasn't just punctuated. That's paragraphs. Nigga. They put together paragraphs. Nigga. Um, on point. Everything on there is on point. I, I got a lot out of that email. Um, and I read about this stuff. And I got, I got a lot more out of that email. Um, when you... There's any place that has had a huge... And the only way I can say this, I think the right way would say imported black presence, which means slaves brought to their land. Brazil uh, is, was the biggest, the sugar cane. That was, that's bigger than American slavery. So all these areas that have this in them are the ones that have these racial problems. And it, 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 it has to be from the history because... If you grow, if you are in a place that has that background, you have to, there, there's a sense of what you've done, you know your history is fucked up. Our history in America is fucked up. Our, the history around the world is fucked up. Here's my question. Because obviously, and I'm assuming obviously, but I, I really want to commit to obviously, you have to, on your own, educate yourself about that shit. Why don't they teach that in school? I, I think the power- everything he said. Why don't they teach that to our kids, white and black? Because they, they're going to have to reteach 
teachers how to teach because that wasn't taught in school when they were going to school. The idea that Columbus found America, I mean, this, that, was, that was taught to me, discovered America. It's all insane. When did you know it was a lie? High school, I guess. Right. High school, I started to feel... But until I became a real person, a full-fledged person that was in college and trying to learn about what life was, did I really start to understand anything. But, you know, this goes back into history, and I was thinking about this. And I don't even know... I don't even know this pertinent to say, but I'll say it. Um, You know, when we talk about Europeans... And Europeans have been destructive. You know, they, they you know, they're the ones who started the the, the, the slave the slave trade. Um, everything that's happened, it's been because they had an ar- armies, they had boats, they had ships, they had, and, and they took advantage of Africa because Africa had uh, all all spices. They have uh, the, the properties, good diamonds, whatever whatever monetary stuff that was in Africa was there, and. Uh, you think about it, though, if the original people in Africa, what would you need a, a ship for if you already have access to oceans, food is plentiful, the living environment is correct, it's not, a, it's, it's not frozen. You were, if you were, I'm talking, this is, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of years ago. <clears throat> How sweet would life be? Like you just, you're living with nature. Food is bountiful. Hunting is, is there was plenty of animals. There was, you didn't have to have all these other things. You needed them in Europe to get to get around because of the the undesirable weather, uh, the lack of in cold climates, the lack of food during certain time period time periods. But if you look at Africa, it was the it was the the way it was set up. Was perfect just to live, to exist, to and I don't want to say just to exist, but exist. You, why would you need more? You didn't need a hundred hundreds of years ago. You didn't need a professional team of any kind. Your entertainment was life. You, if you think about it, it, it the cradle civilization was was based upon the fact that you could, you just lived a life like you lived a person's life. Right. All this other stuff came about as people got wanted more because they had they didn't. If you lived in a life that had everything laid out and you could have it, you didn't need all that more. And that's how that's how I looked at how I think that must have existed at that time. Right. And that's why it was able to be overtaken and overrun the way it happened. Right. Yeah, I feel smarter having read that. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, there was that many... Uh, Variations of Jews. There's variations of everyone because if you if we break this down a little bit further, we're all human. There really is only one race, and I know people disagree with that. But all you got to do is read and go study. There's only one race. It's how we identify ourselves. But there is only one race because any person on this planet, if I if if you were in an accident and you needed a heart and there was a heart available and they matched your blood type. Your heart works. It, you're, you're, we, we are the same. Our internals are the same. We're the same people. We're the humans. And then we identify this. And we have identified as groups as we've gotten. I mean, Americans weren't Americans a, hundred, a few hundred years ago. This is another group. We, we manufacture groups. 
Right. And it's easy. It's easy for us to not uh, to do it by what you see visually. But it's just a. It's just a man. We're just manufacturing. We're not doing. Anyway, I'm done. I've already had this conversation too many times. I'm done with this conversation. I, it's not. Well, good. I, I, well no, I, I'm done too. I'm, 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 and I get what you're saying. Um, I'm just tired of having it because I, I, it's, it seems too easy to understand. But I will say this. I understand how it could get tiresome to have it. But going back to what you said in the other email episodes, you have to have these conversations because they grow into, into places that have yet to be discussed or there's still things that you need to learn. You know, if we didn't have this conversation or if that email, if I didn't just read that email, which I almost started not to. This is long too fucking mean. long. Yep. But I'm, I know now. And this conversation is had now. But I guess, so, but the, the frustration for me is when we start breaking it down, we break down Europeans, you break down Africans, you break down, dude, like right now when we were talking about the Jews and the whole problems that I, I brought up about the whiter Jews, the European Jews in Israel, running Israel, and the Ethiopian Jews having problems getting into Israel. These, these are problems that aren't, these aren't human problems anymore. This is this manufactured bullshit that we do to ourselves. And, and, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm bored of it. I, I don't know how, I can't, I, maybe I need to, if I had a, a different platform that I could say, or that people would want to listen to this, it's just, it's so much, I don't understand how we made this so hard. I mean, all we, 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 we breathe the same things, we eat similar food, we, uh, mm-hmm. but we, uh, and this goes worldwide. I mean, we all eat different food, we all have different cultures, but we're just, it's just too hard to be different and be the same at the same time and, and to fight about it. And the defense rests, Your Honor. I'm done. All right. He's a jack of all trades. Of making love, he's a jack of all trades, master of making love. Now I've had some men who were mighty fine, but believe me, ladies, he's one of a kind. He's a jack of all trades. He's a deep sea diver. He can find my treasure fast. He's a Hindu yogi. Knows how to make my pleasure last. He's got the lean good looks of a new. Corvette, the thrust, the power of a jumbo jet. He's the jack of all trades, master of making love. He's got a black seal license, knows how to light my fire. Can you feel it, baby?